0: Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. You were totally quiet for 30 seconds. You just had to time that while I was doing the intro? My name is Mark. Uh, That awful gas bag over there is Miles. How you doing, Miles?
1: The pollen is really bad in, in North Carolina this month.
0: So it is currently just Mark and Miles, soon to be joined, probably, soon to be joined by our other co-host Jackie, Uh, so she might join a little bit later on this recording, and the three of us usually do this podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the TV anime that has been going on on and off since 2012, and this week we are going to be covering episode 34 of the Stone Ocean anime called Sea Moon, which is not a reference to Sea Spot, Sea Spot Run uh etc cetera, etc cetera. it's actually a different thing and miles i got to tell you i was fighting not to just like hit record and just grab the mic and go that song sucks uh, that's really been on my mind we'll get to it but sorry <clears throat> sorry everybody who likes this song or is like a diehard wings fan
1: i had never heard it
0: yeah that's part of what it makes it such a strange pick um <laughs> just like A lot of people don't know who Wings are, you know? Maybe you think Live and Let Die is like a Beatles song or something, you know? Like, but even if you've heard of Wings, it's like there's two or three songs, maybe just two that you think of before you've heard of this weird, like old British couple discovers reggae. What the fuck? (laughs) Anyway, before we get into uh, this week's episode, and, and and get our insides all flipped inside out. We need to first take a look at some G moons. And by that, I mean yeah. Gmails. We need to see some emails from our e pals. We need to read messages sent to JoJo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. You too can be a part of podcast non history. If you write in to us about uh, an upcoming episode, a past episode that you loved, or whatever. And this week, people uh, heard us. People heard our silence. They heard how (laughs) few emails we've gotten, and they sent us some pity emails. And we're a bunch of losers. (laughs) We are not beneath that. We, We should write in. We love it. We love to read things that you say because often you explain things or you're funny or something. So why not? pod at gmail.com. This first email is... I have
1: to know whether people are horny.
0: Yeah, we also need to know if you're horny or not. Uh, but this first email is from Shun. The subject line is, Ooh, baby. Wait, no. Shit. It's, Ooh, yeah. baby. Do you know what that's worth? Okay. Miles, do you know who the germs are? Band? No. Uh, okay. It's just funny. That, so
1: disappointed. They were like, a,
0: <laughs> it's just like this weird fact I read the other day. I was looking at like 70s punk bands, and the Germs with Pat Smear were this like, this punk band that I guess I don't know if they're crust punk or whatever. I don't know what they are, what genre, but their first drummer was Belinda Carlisle, who sang <laughs> Heaven is a Place on Earth, but she got. What? S- but she got sick and never played on any recordings. <laughs> so they just like hired oh, her and then she was like, <laughs> uh, and then she joined the Go-Go's anyway. Hey, JJB folks, can the host confirm that their baby is in fact not green? Mark, please don't fuse with her. Sorry for that dumb joke and sorry I haven't wrote in for the last few eps. Don't have to apologize. But today we're getting into the good, good stuff. The final stretch of Stone Ocean maybe my favorite of all the animated JoJo's. Buckle up, because it only gets better from here. Pucci's escalation is so intense, and his new stand is absolutely terrifying. As we are becoming accustomed to our newest main villain, I think it's fitting to revisit an oldie. Who are your guys' favorite villains from the anime? How does Pucci compare so far? Personally, I like Diavolo, but Pucci is a close second. Uh, Pucci's backstory and the theme of the road to hell is paved with good intentions really does it for me. I love this dude. Pucci's plan for heaven is compelling to me. In case you forgot, here's an easy-to-follow, five-step do-it-yourself guide for anybody looking to attain heaven. Step one, meet a friend who can put his desires aside. Easy. Step two, (laughs) you'll just need to sacrifice the lives of 36 sinners. Check. Step three, utter the 14 phrases which must be remembered to the creature born from the soul sacrifice. Done. Step four, go to the specific coordinates. Step five, wait for the new moon. It is strange that we see good characters die and seemingly go up to heaven throughout the series, but Pucci is keen on this elaborate plot instead of just dying. In my mind, I think he knows if he doesn't do anything special to reach heaven, he will not make it there if he just died like the others. We've only seen good guys' soul travel upwards, and hell was even confirmed to exist by Rohan writing Cheap Trick's Fate. I don't remember that. What are your guys' thoughts on heaven? Whoa. Particularly Pucci's idea of heaven. Okay, that makes more sense. Uh, To touch on some things said last Ep. Uh it is super weird that Emporio drives the car. And he yeah, and he drives he pilots the copter. Anasui could just use diver down to change the gas pedal so the car could just drive itself. Yeah, probably. i Wanna defend Anasui from Mark, leave him alone. Anasui is my favorite of the main group. That's not an argument. Anasui's personality, design, and power are so cool and fun to watch in my opinion, and I love his motive simply being that Jolene is hot as fuck. <laughs> Sorry for a long mail, but that's all I got for today's ep. P.S. I would normally be horny, but they say in heaven, love comes first. Pretty good. Look at that. You bookended your email with a Belinda Carlisle lyric opening and closing.
1: Mm-hmm. It's very satisfying. It's like a chord resolving.
0: Yeah. Whatever that means, nerd. Okay. <laughs> um... I think my favorite villain is gonna be Dio, and then Kira still, even though Kira feels like such low stakes
1: compared yeah, to I feel the, same the rest. Way. <laughs> I love that weirdo.
0: Yeah, I do like Diavolo a lot too, because I, I I think it's very funny having the contrasting innocent dumb boy Doppio talking to toy phones and shit. You know, with like this, like Ugh, I'm an evil guy who like I don't know. Diavolo the boss didn't really have that much personality for me, but I really like his foil alter ego
1: I also really like um the way his stand looks yeah with the I, little with the little face <laughs> epitaph yeah
0: little epitaph up there going Ehh. and then I don't remember if it's confirmed but yeah I, I also like the at least fan theory that that's dopio's stand is just epitaph and the big stand is Diavolo's uh Diavolo's um Ba ba ba-ba- what do I think of heaven? I mean, I don't even know if we know what Pucci's idea of heaven is yet. No. It's interesting to see if he... Again, I, 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 I know what happens, but it's just interesting to think, like, if, he, if his mission fails, would they explain to us what he was actually going to attain? What was he supposed to get? You know? I hope so. If he succeeds... Like, I don't know if I'll understand it.
1: They never describe... Do they, like, where they're going when they die as heaven?
0: No, they never do, but it just seems that way because they sort of become part of the clouds and shit, and they are looking down, I think. Yeah, it's
1: definitely heavenly.
0: It's heavenly, or it's at least, like, what the protagonists think is happening to their friends, (laughs) I guess. I don't know, man. And Poochie's idea of it, I feel like... I don't know. My guess would just be that it's like an ultimate power type of thing. It's like cars becoming... It's a sex thing. Yeah, it's just like a a permanent orgasm. You know? Uh, But I I wonder if it's going to be like an ultimate cars thing. Like you attain heaven and then like you can just shoot lasers out of your eyes and everyone has to listen to you and stuff. It's like that one episode of The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror where Bart can just make anybody do what he wants. Maybe that's heaven. I think it was... Diane Ross, who said, better to reign in hell than serve in heaven.
1: You know? Was that Diana Ross?
0: I think I also just called her Diane Ross, like a moron. Um, But no, I don't think it was her. I think it was some dork. I
1: know how close you two are.
0: (laughs) It's really embarrassing when I'm going to see her next week (laughs) for early Passover. Boy, that was a lot.
1: This email is from Sailor Joe Star. Uh the subject line is finally writing in. I've been meaning to write in for a year now but always forget. Is there a stand that makes you forget stuff I can't remember? Anyway, That's I'm really funny. excited to see your reactions to the end of part six. Part seven isn't supposed to be animated for another four years. What? I'm curious to see what you'll do in the meantime because you're running out of other animated cover come on come moon just read it come, come on. on come on come on is one of my favorite stands for no reason other than i like the design and body horror and the fight uh against it made jolene one of my favorite jojos sorry for the sting i think that string of random thoughts my mind is racing a mile a minute sincerely sailor joestar on cocaine P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up wanting to voice a JoJo character in Part 7 sent from my Hammer Space computer. Thank you, Sailor Joestar.
0: Oh, that's a good one, the Hammer Space computer. I like that. Yeah, it's good. Look, everyone, when you say you want to voice a JoJo character in in Part 7, you're saying you want to do the fucking pizza song. You want to do the mozzarella pizza song. We get it. We all get it. Personally... Not
1: me, I don't get it.
0: I want to do... uh, I don't want to say his name because I think it's a great name, and I don't want to spoil it. But I want to do the Mandem stand user voice. I think that would be fun.
1: Is this four years thing true?
0: I mean, there's been at at, at Max has it been a three year gap for some uh, for for like between four and five or five and six? I don't know if it's been three years, but
1: so like your child is going to be in preschool.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Before we talk about this anime. I
0: have to stop mentioning "come" on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> They're still good oh, so no! far. <laughs> well then what is free speech even for? I ask yeah, you. Yeah,
1: I'm not like I'm not gonna do a podcast if we can't talk about come.
0: Yeah. That's half of the half of the content here. What else we what what would you say in this email? Uh we're not running out of other anime to cover. There's plenty of anime.
1: They keep making them.
0: Every season there's someone who's like, you gotta watch whatever. And then they completely fucking forget about it. They never talk about it ever again. My Dress Up Darling still sounded good, but that's one of those animes where, unlike Spy Family or, you know, something else, like, people are like, oh, you gotta see it. Look at these m- memes. And then, where does it go? Okay, Odd Taxi, good show. I need to finish it still. No one talks about Odd Taxi. Okay. True. It's too many fucking shows. And people, I believe, industry veterans, I can't, I can't remember any names, but industry veterans have said, you make too much fucking shows because people talk about like, oh, we need to use these crappy studios. We need to use a lot more 3D because we're overworked and there's so much to do. It's like, yeah, well, there's, these studios should make fewer shows. There's too many.
1: Yeah, just two chainsaw man. It was good.
0: I hear good things. I mostly hear uh, a whirring sound and and the sound of wood splitting. Uh, this email is from Josh. And the subject line is long time, no see moon. Very good. Hey, JJBP crew. I keep meaning to email, but I'm always busy at the time and I forget. So congratulations on 300 or 321 episodes and a baby. Oh, wow, it has been a while, huh, Josh? Thank you. I know I'm kind of late to the party, but this podcast is one of the pieces of content I've kept up with since when I caught up at episode 89 or so. Holy shit. I haven't found another podcast that's been so consistently great to listen to for so long. Did you guys ever consider doing 300 plus episodes of this show? Can't wait to listen to your 500th episode covering some section of part 8 or worst hiatus scenario part 7 anime. The Oklahoma fan, Josh. P.S. I feel like Araki had fun playing with Moon and its gravity field. One of my favorite fights of the part. P.P.S. Every time I see my favorite JoJo's podcast has posted a new episode, I wake up feeling so grateful thank you josh what a nice email i uh oh by the way i <laughs> listening to the last episode during the edit i want to tell people that my chest pains seem to be nothing i did not die uh
1: oh good i was really worried about. <laughs> that. no one asked but
0: <laughs> i don't know it's weird man i took a fucking zantac and it didn't really do anything but i just calmed down i think i don't know who knows
1: yeah who knows? It's, it's so we should be able to see
0: all of our inside parts so we can diagnose better. Anyway, we've sorry. done
1: one, two, three, four, five, almost done with six parts of JoJo in 300 episodes.: Yeah, so that's about but the only ones we've done live are four, five and six, right?:
0: Four was so not, I feel like four, four that's was taken not live up the now. vast
1: majority of our time.
0: Four, four. We did not do live, and we were doing like two episodes at a time. At, oh yeah, at you're some right. Some point. Um, and keep in mind, also part one and two were were combined into a single season.
1: Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so it, I'm I'm just trying to think of where we're gonna be by episode 500.
0: It will. Uh, yeah, you got to figure out the the hiatus situation too. You know, it's like a down payment on a on a mortgage. You know, depending on how much there's up front, determines I'm too tired to finish the metaphor. So,
1: good metaphor.
0: Uh, Did I think that we would do 300 plus episodes of this show? I'll put it to you this way. I think if I thought of 300 episodes, I thought of a lot more, uh, like a much more famous podcast. (laughs) I am shocked that we've kept doing a podcast that is, you know, like definitely, I don't think I imagined talking to people and having them write in and stuff. So, that's really cool. But I also am like, If you told me, like, you're going to do 300 episodes and it's not going to be, like, a career or something, I'd be like, wait a minute. But it's cool. I'm happy doing it. We're
1: definitely better than This American Life.
0: Oh, yeah. Ira Glass is just pounding down my door all the time. Is that him?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Him? Not her, right? Him. I'll be honest. I don't listen to NPR.
1: He is him.
0: Okay. It's like I, I'm a very white person, and so at a certain point, I got I can't I can't do all of this. I can't also listen to NPR.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Right? Maybe I, I, too much. You know, I can't dance. I did see a hey, funny
1: story about Iron Glass. I, I thought I saw him in New York. The guy <laughs> who looked like him.
0: Did you? You should have told him. And you just go. I get that all the time. And then you say, "Can you just say this is NPR anyway?"
1: Yeah, I'm Ira Glass, stay with us. <laughs> That's his big line, stay with us.
0: I I think I've heard him talk, and I don't think you nailed it.
1: <laughs> no, I nailed it.
0: Okay.
1: No one listened to This American Life.
0: No, I think overlap of our podcast and their podcast is like zero.
1: I wonder if they've ever done any anime. You Just mean covered? Site search for <laughs> This American Life to see if they've ever talked about anime. Do you mean...
0: Okay, yeah, that's for at first. I thought you meant have they produced anime? I hope so. Like Ira Glass, like going through transformation and stuff.
1: Every transcript on their website, Uh, they have mentioned anime one time.
0: Get the fuck out of here!
1: In how long has this show been on? Is it called
0: This Japanese Life, Miles?
1: That's from an episode called How to Talk to Kids.
0: (laughs) It's just the word anime a hundred (laughs) times.
1: It's been on since 1995. They've talked about anime one time.
0: That is so fucking stupid. Especially with how huge anime is now here and how the, the percentage of kids that would say they watch anime now is like astronomically bigger than we were in school, I think. It's humongous. Yeah. Um. This is America, buddy. Wow. I'm shook.
1: I'm shaken, not stirred.
0: Wow. Okay. Sorry, just messaging Jackie real fast. Uh so this email uh is from Clit Rocket and I, I'm just reading it because a lot of this you already sent us. Uh this is like a lot of this email you already you already said this stuff, but you did you did update something new which was uh you you ask has a JoJo's character namesake elevated the music it's named after for you. Personally for me It's King Crimson, specifically the song The Court of the Crimson King. I think it perfectly encapsulates the malicious and evil nature of Diavolo and his stand. Cool song. All right, everyone. We took a short break, and Jackie is now on the podcast with us. Hello. For perhaps the rest of the episode, perhaps a short amount of time. We'll see how long this baby decides to stay. I put her down, and she just fell asleep, which is... Uh, I, amazing I don't understand babies <laughs> I think that mattress is nice and soft compared to this bassinet because she was like so fussy she was like uh, I don't like anything that you're doing
1: stop it <laughs> I hate
0: everything and then I uh, I just I was like alright I can't do this anymore <laughs> I was like I want to be on the pod so I just put her in the crib and she's like <sighs> and she just bites her little fist and then she looked like she fell asleep but now she's awake never she's mind awake.
1: That's cute that she bites her little fist. Yeah. She
0: knows you're talking about her. Oh, now she's screaming. Yeah, she's screaming. Who's murdering her? Who did you leave her in there with? Um, I guess (laughs) I can't join the pod. Aw. Podesita.
1: My child is in a big kid bed for the first time tonight.
0: Oh, wow. Does he like it? Did you make him excited about it?
1: Yeah, he was really excited about it. He was so excited that he didn't nap. (laughs) But he fell asleep this evening which i guess is more important
0: is is it a race car or a dinosaur
1: no it's just his crib with like one of the sides taken off
0: ah okay oh yeah if i were him i'd be like this isn't exciting this is just a fucking bed this is the same bed
1: no yeah, it's got sheets and pillows now he's like a man
0: oh yeah oh that's awesome yeah they they <laughs> he's did like, like they like sort of sleep trained their their nephew i don't know if it's sleep training whatever my my nephew was here sorry my brother's kid and uh his mom brought him down and put him in like the pack and play that we had and then she's just like all right come let's go upstairs to me and i was like really cuz the kid is just like crying and screaming and then we just walk away and then he's just like crying and screaming for 10 minutes and then he just lay down and went to bed i was like holy shit that works
1: that's what you got to do man eventually you have to suck it up
0: and force them to be in
1: bed by themselves
0: Jackie how we doing I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let her see if she can fall asleep again okay all right then I'll just talk now uh so what are we talking about so we're talking about we're reading an email and it's asking us if Jojo has enhanced or elevated music oh an email that like has been featured by referencing it oh. and I don't know I guess like the King Crimson stuff for me has made like I already knew about that Band, I think, even before uh, Hitler West sampled it, but I do think that all the talk about King Crimson from JoJo made me uh, revisit them and listen to the EP, which is great. Elevated? I don't know. I do want to take more looks at Prince's music. I, I don't think I've ever done a deep mm. dive on Prince, and
1: I should. It's so um, like maximalist. I kind of like that, though. Okay. I think-
0: I think having a silly
1: name enhances the stands.
0: No, <laughs> no, 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 no. But has there been music that you're like, oh, I like the music more now, or?
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. No. <laughs> <laughs> definitely for me, it's not a reference, but like, uh, "Last Train Home," I love.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I only knew that song from this anime, and that is yeah, me yeah too. Definitely a great one, and it's weird because I, I know other Pat Metheny stuff, but not that one, so. Great song. Uh, yeah, but
1: I don't know if there's anything where I'm like, oh, I love Goo Goo Dolls more now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. The only thing that would get me through Goo Goo Dolls is just nostalgia. I'm going to go check on the baby. Sorry. We'll be here. Just join back whenever if you can. All right. Thanks again for writing. Again, those were emails sent to Pod at gmail.com. We also have a Patreon. If you want to support the show, you can go to yeah. patreon.com slash jjbpod and you can support us for as little as $1 a month. You can even just do it once and shut it right off. I don't give a shit. We don't give a shit. Uh, and just for that $1 you get access to the Patreon feed uh, which includes some extra audio-visual content and for $3 a month you get that same benefit, but we will also Thank you out loud on the podcast, even if you have a ridiculous name. And to prove it, we'll do that right now.
1: It can't be like a racist name.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what what my brain was going, well, not these.
1: So thank you to Nocturnal. Lord Zendar. The non-binary person in your walls. Chad. Katie. Tim. Cassoon,
0: Austin. Pole Jam. Ugh. Jumbo. Bloof. Soliloquy. Dalton. Daniel.
1: Brian.
0: I love Jojo. Ooh, ooh.
1: Blu-ray. Matt. Clit Rocket.
0: And Shungun. Thank you. Thank you all so much for supporting uh, the podcast. And yeah, shout out to Pull Jam. One of the <laughs> weirdest and yet kind of on brand westernizations of a stand name, I think, is what Pole Jam is, from Pearl Jam.
1: Pole Jam is what they put on the, the polls in Philadelphia after big
0: sporting events. Yeah, but it doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> They're too powerful.
0: They're too powerful. But yeah, thanks for supporting us, everyone. Again, if you've got a few bucks to spare, patreon.com slash Uh And we'll need it until we get a new ad for for our spotify for podcast hosts yeah they won't let us use the old one
1: i've never i would never endorse any other
0: podcast host well (laughs) yeah all right i'm just gonna take a sip of water and we'll get into the episode so i gotta i gotta read off the jojo wiki for this one because normally jackie summarizes it and she's busy uh doing mom stuff, and I uh, I don't remember anything. I My, my, my memory is like, uh, other people's memories is like, new data comes in and it goes into slots and rows and columns. Mine is just like a soup. It just falls in there. I don't fucking know.
1: Yeah, I watched this yesterday. That was weeks ago. Yeah, I think we also
0: no, we watched it today. See? Who even knows? Uh, right, so we pick up where uh, they are kind of on the outside of the Visitor Center for Cape Canaveral, and you know what though? Actually, so Miles, I told you go look at the episode name and tell me if you get the reference. I think I know now that you did not know what this was a reference to, right? I did not, because it's called in Netflix Sea Moon, S E E Moon, as though it's Sea Spot, Sea Spot Run, etc. A thing, by the way, I don't even know what Sea Spot Run is. I've just heard it referenced. I don't remember what it comes from.
1: Um, C spot run is is it a story? It's like a kids' book, right? Reference. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember where it originally comes from. Or, yeah. Not that I don't remember. I never knew.
0: When you look it up, it's just there's businesses named after it. There's a movie. Anyway, so they're sitting sideways, uh Paul Wall style, outside of Cape Canaveral. Jolene got her hand uh, flipped inside out outside in by it's gross gross and it makes you worry about what else this fucker is gonna do what other body parts are gonna flippity flip Um, and then this is like a whole combat episode this episode is just
1: it's fun stuff
0: it's a lot of fighting I do feel like some of the animation could have been better some of it looked kind of janky to me uh, and it was a little hard to tell what was going on at parts, but I, you know, it felt like the rules were okay. The rules were fairly consistent, but
1: they're more fleshed out than they were. I still don't understand why everything went sideways.
0: Yeah, me neither, because they're telling us here that they can't be hit because. And by they, I think I mean Poochie and C-Moon. as It's almost like Seamoon's head is the anti-gravity field. But like You can kick his butt, I don't know. But like, okay, they have an, a gravity field, an inverse gravity field, but w- was it just the evolution of the stand caused a weird gravity thing to happen to this whole space center? Or did Poochie and his stand punch the ground of Cape Canaveral? And therefore, they shouldn't Seamoon shouldn't need to make contact with Jolene to do this crazy damage. Yeah. But I, it, I don't know. But, I guess it creates the gravity field from within its target? I don't know.
1: Yeah, like it it seems to create, like, gravity wells. Like, Like, maybe, like, it's like, some things become black holes and some things become like, reverse black holes and they eject everything. It's just, if that were the case, it would be really hard to even approach Poochie.
0: Right. And I guess that's kind of like it's somewhat related to like Green Baby that you can't approach Green Baby because you just shrink and shrink and shrink. Mm. Like it's impossible to approach. But it it feels inconsistent because I'm like, well, wait, where's this great power to expel things if you're able to alter the gravity of this huge place? And like I don't remember the rest of it, what I was going to say. It's just, I don't know. It's weird that it has to make physical contact with its fists, which is funny and consistent with other stands in JoJo that must activate by punching things. Yeah. Um,
1: it. Yeah, I, I think it doesn't make perfect sense to me, but I still think it's cool.
0: Yeah, it's 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 cool, and it's a cool excuse for some animation of... Like, I thought the actual inversion animations were okay, but some of the combat felt like it was computer assisted or something and it just it just didn't look that cool. I think Jolene looked cool like like in her sort of, you know, martial arts stance and the way that she is smart enough to deduce like hmm, its movements are too precise, you know, Pucci the user must have line of sight. Um
1: yeah. I love how like savvy she's become over the course of this arc.
0: Yeah. She is a good fighter. She is scrappy uh so anyway uh jolene's hand is inside out her arm they they say it's her arm i don't know i just saw her hand and then seamoon or poochie sort of notices uh emporio and is like i should have killed you in jail uh but then jolene defends emporio with stone free uh and seamoon is able to dodge it all Uh, And they notice then that Seamoon's hand grazes Emporio's shoe. And then they see that Emporio's shoe is flipping inside out. Oh, and also one of Jolene's strands of hair. I don't know how you can see it flipping inside out. It's pretty small, but whatever. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. They kind of, they figure out that maybe it's like a chunk of hair, but I don't
1: know. Her threads later turn inside out too. Yeah. And that would be pretty small.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's, they're kind of depicted as being thick. They look like... uh, they sh- You know what they should have done, man? Like, maybe they do it in Japan. I don't know if they have Twizzlers over there, but if they had Twizzlers pull and peel and they made, like, a neon blue flavor, I would eat the shit out of those. I don't what care how old I, like? I am. What
1: would it taste
0: like? Tangy. I don't know. You know how candy does blue stuff, like blue raspberry which is not a yeah, real thing, like blue raspberry I'm thinking doesn't thinking exist of a
1: blue warhead for some reason.
0: ooh, my tongue just got tingly thinking about a warhead. yeah, do you remember how in like our middle school kids would like sell warheads to each other, like it was like black market drugs?
1: Yeah, they were like cigarettes in prison
0: that made me so scared to try them. and then eventually I did, and I kind of like them.
1: They're good. They are good. no, I'm thinking it was the black cherry warhead that was the good stuff,
0: oh, uh, okay.
1: I'll get I shot. want a warhead,
0: yeah, fuck. We got to get on DoorDash or GoPuff or whatever the fuck. Um, Also, GoPuff, terrible name. Moving on. What is GoPuff? It's like a delivery late at night service. A friend of mine in Philly uses it, and I've seen a GoPuff truck in New York. It just feels like they should only deliver like samosas or something. I don't know. They only (laughs) give you puffs or kicks. Anyway, so they're realizing like, okay, this thing creates this like flippity gravity field. That's pretty concise um and yet somehow that also altered cape canaveral's gravity i don't know man um
1: yeah we we don't know this it's unknown
0: well they sort of say they're like oh that must be why cape canaveral's gravity is the way it is now but and i just don't get it uh because it feels like one is like a very general huge field power and then there's also this micro power to create a very scary amount of damage in a small space Anyway, uh, Jolene tries to then save Emporio by throwing him to Anasui, but she manages to kick Simon in the neck here, and they're like, oh, shit. We can hurt this stand. Um, but the stand touched her leg, and her leg starts flipping inside out, which Ouch. was gross, but Alaki mercifully... Keeps her like in the clothes, so we don't have to see like a big piece of flesh and bone flipping inside out. She doesn't like scream, <laughs> you know. Yeah, because like, they... I would
1: be like, "Ow, my leg hurts."
0: <laughs> yeah, you would at least be like,
1: "Ah,
0: ah, ah that really stung." Um, and then uh, there's a thing where they're fighting, and lean's on top of a little ticket booth, but then Sea inverts the ticket booth which causes, like, a, a support beam or some bar to, like, trap Jolene's leg. And Jolene's sort of like, ah, this is a remote control stand, which I, I, it does. it's weird to me then that if, okay, if Poochie is directly controlling the stand, why does he go up to it later and talk to it like it's a separate entity? It's unclear throughout JoJo how much stands are their own thing or not.
1: I don't yeah, like that. Yeah, because Jolene's never talks. It's, it's And it's, like, depicted as, like, it's like her, basically, you know.
0: Yeah, and there's some stands that are obviously like tools. Like, whole horse does not pick up his gun and say, "Why'd you shoot like that?" Like, it's just a mm-hmm. fucking, it's just a fucking gun. <laughs> yeah, so she's she's trapped, and uh, yeah, her leg gets off flippity. I think right. Uh, Anasui tries to attack, but then we see that Seamoon is able to use this like flippy gravity thing to like rip stuff off a building and have it fly at uh, anybody that tries to attack him
1: yeah there's like tiles that fly off it's very um boss fight
0: yeah yeah like you're just trying to I just want to fight the boss but these stupid tiles from Zelda keep flying at me yeah I must shield
1: the tiles from Zelda yeah that's what this is
0: um and then they end up in this scenario where Jolene tries to uh Jolene tries to catch on a swing as he's gonna fall, uh, but ends up also wrapping her strings around Seamoon's neck. And so now it's sort of in this like pendulum situation where
1: This is what Spider-Man should have done.
0: <laughs> to <laughs> like he should have saved a damsel in distress and used the, her weight to kill a villain?
1: To kill the green goblin, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs>
0: Nah, I think you have to just... You have to keep fighting a villain until he and his dumb equipment kill him. Okay. You just have to keep praying that's going to happen. Yeah, so it's this thing where Jolene is like choking Seamoon and... Uh, by the way, every time I say Seamoon, I think I'm going to say Seamen, but I don't. You're all lucky. just It's pronounced, come on! It's true. It's not Seamen, it's come on. So Anna Sui's like holding on to uh, the the stands from Stone Free while... Being the weight that is choking the stand, uh, the enemy stand. But Seamoon is able to touch the string, right? And.
1: Yeah, and it's like slowly unpeeling, heading toward Anasui.
0: Yeah, and so, but they're just kind of like, Jolene, you should, you know, I don't know, are they like, retract your stand, pull your threads back? Because the, the. I think so. The, the threads are going to invert, and then your hand's going to invert and stuff. Yeah. But um, then is.
1: I think Anasui instead allows himself to get inverted.
0: Yeah, and this is a little unclear to me. Just because you can get inside of a thing doesn't... Does that mean that whatever touched and triggered the gravity field is going to transfer to you? If anything, it, it should just rip through that part of your... I don't know. I guess it worked. It just It was nice to see somebody yeah, try it and It breaks the
1: rule that, it, that his fist has to touch it. Because it's like his fist has to touch it or the thing his fist touches well, and that's, has to And touch that's it. also
0: like heavy weather where like you have to touch the rainbow. No, you can just touch a snail. And you're a snail. Yeah. yeah, so it was a little like, okay, I don't know how he did that, but sure. He could have also just broken her thread because I feel like we've seen her threads break before and that would maybe minimize the damage whereas opposed to if the whole thread inverted then that would be a lot more of her body affected. I don't know.
1: He's too weak, he's getting choked.
0: Yeah, he's getting choked, but he manages, it's, again, maybe, I don't know, maybe I was just confused, I'm glad that they had a battle narrator for this, but he manages to use his power to invert whatever structure he was on, which causes him to be able to stand up, uh, and therefore, like, this sort of weighted Garrett is no longer choking him, I think? Mm Mm-hmm. So he's able to fight again. And then there's this fun little aside uh, where they show the U.S. military or the National Guard or something.
1: Yeah, I liked the scene.
0: Yeah, it just sort of added to the credibility, I guess, of, yeah, no one's going to join this fight. No one can help. Yeah. Uh,
1: So these two helicopter pilots try to approach... And, as they like pass this invisible boundary where the gravity well is in effect, they suddenly lose control and crash, and I feel like it was like is a very like cinematic thing to do, yeah, yeah,
0: we yeah, it's like I know that we did have a helicopter crash in part three, but I don't remember if we see that happen, but yeah, it's a cool, bigger picture thing to see to realize how powerful this stand is to like remind you that it's not just this little fight that is going to be overlooked because like half of the prison fights in stone ocean like you would think that they'd be like the prison is now on lockdown and we are bringing in management to investigate what the fuck kind of magic harry potter shit is happening in our jail but somehow like they just happen under people's noses you know these like crazy jojo fights so in this case it's like cool to see like no we already know a lot of people are dead and dying from Sideways gravity, but also the military can't even do shit, and their tanks yeah, keep flipping like upside down. Yeah, I we've
1: gotten a lot of that this season. Like you see, like these zoomed out. Like, oh, the world is really fucked up right now. I think
0: post prison, definitely because of the yeah. the cartoon Bohemian Rhapsody thing. We're seeing all that um, snails, snail fuckery, this gravity fuckery. Yeah, it's 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 nice, uh, and I, I also love that the soldiers like we can't get there with our tanks because they just keep flipping upside down, and then he's like. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but he's kind of like, no, that's exactly what I mean. Because <laughs> like, you just know the general or the, the the lieutenant is like, "What do you mean they flip upside down?" Because yeah, that shouldn't really happen. That's not a thing that happens to tanks.
1: No, you don't want your tanks to flip.
0: Yeah, someone sold you a really like if you, if okay, folks, listen. If you're buying a tank for ten thousand dollars, you're being you're being scammed. There's no tanks that are that cheap, and you're getting something made out of like cooking pans, and that's gonna flip. That's how you know. If you're I'm nervous
1: now. I just bought a tank for $10,000. Oh my
0: God, Miles, you have to call me for these things.
1: <laughs> oh man.
0: They call me the general hope it general comes right side up. There's a, there's a test you could do. It's like, you know when you go buy a car and to look smart, you kick the tires and you go, hmm, you got to l- try to lift a tank when you buy it. And if you can lift it, probably don't want to buy it. Okay, got it. I'm the general patent of this podcast. Anyway. Uh so yeah, the army can't do shit. They can't help. They suck. Um in this particular circumstance. It, and then yeah, so uh simoon is able to kind of write itself and uh then ends up it's it's able to grab Jolene's string, uh which is I guess gonna make it I forget what yeah, what is the deal with this? Isn't he already inverting her string? But he's going to... Is it worse because he's grabbing more of it? I don't know. Uh, no, I don't know either. I, I think I'm rereading something. Okay. Or I guess... Uh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I got it backwards. Basically, he stood up and then he was able to start flipping her string. And that's when uh, Anasui decided to touch the string and, and intervene. Uh, and then Poochie just walks out. He just comes out there. Uh and you know something is powerful about him? Because he's walking on the ground the way it's supposed to be. He's able to stick mm-hmm. to it. And he just talks about uh, happiness, and he talks about Jesus. And he says, like, you know how Jesus was given as the only son of God, and Mary had to lose her son, and so we're all born with a curse. And we have Humans to deal with
1: bear a curse. Them.
0: Which, by the way, Miles, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh-huh how does God giving up a son? People are like, he gave his son for you, but like, how does that work? Like, I understand if you sacrificed someone to a God
1: mm-hmm.
0: to get a special deal, but if you're God, why do you have to, Who who is he bargaining with? I don't understand. I don't know, man. Can you like succinctly just explain like the the overall truth of Christianity? The to concept
1: me? of the trilogy. I yeah. didn't grow up with uh, this stuff. Give me four minutes. <laughs> Now I'm starting to understand. No, I, I have no idea. I think they refer to it as the the mystery of faith. I like that. If I'm not mixing it up with something. But it's just like, yeah, that's the way it works because it's uh in Catholicism at least, God is a trinity. Right. There's God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And I don't really know. Like they're all one, but they're three.
0: That always bothered me because as as a Jew, it's just like there's one God. There's also yeah, a bunch pick of a really lane, weird. Catholics. There's a bunch of weird mystery shit and angels that occasionally show up, but you're like, there's one God. And then with Christianity, I'm like, what are you guys? You're double dipping.
1: What is this? Yeah. And you also got to eat fish on certain Fridays.
0: Yeah. Because you can't eat meat. Um, do, I, do Catholics now, is the thing that you just on Fridays during Lent, you don't eat meat,
1: you eat fish instead? That's right. Yeah. Except for St. Patrick's Day, they gave everyone permission to eat corned beef. Who's they? The Pope? I don't know. Yeah, I think the you know the, the 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 dioceses.
0: What the fuck do they do all day? They get paid for that. Yeah, it's sort. Of, I don't know. I I sort of am like respecting JoJo and JoJo esque anime more now. Thinking about these like weird mysteries of religion, the idea of like no, you, he had to die to come back as a force ghost. I'm just describing Star Wars. Um, <laughs> that you're like, wait, but. I saw that character die. It's like, no, no, no. What that did was it gave him power. I'm like, okay. That doesn't happen in Judaism. You die. <laughs> you suck. Bye. <laughs> get out of here. Anyway. um, So Poochie walks out there and he's talking about Jeebus and he is, I think it, does he say like you guys are the curse that I have to bear in order to get to heaven?
1: The Joe Star family. Right, line right, 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 is right. That's right. curse he has to
0: defeat. Right. Kira had to deal with children of his local town. Those meddling children were his curse. And Poochie's curse is the Joe Star line. And he's like, I should have killed you when I had the chance. And he's like, and I think at this point, Jolene tried to hit Seamon in the head, but it sort of just missed him. It just like bounced away.
1: Yeah, it went like, Yeah, <laughs> it was
0: like, Worm. And then here, Poochie's talking to her at an angle, so she tries to punch him in the head and the same thing happens.
1: Oh, no, Mark. What? I haven't been recording this whole time.
0: I don't know what to do. Um, you might as well start now.
1: Okay. <laughs> we never did the clap.
0: Yeah, you're Fuck. right. You're right. You're right. The, well, the, the vibes were all off because Jackie's not here, but I have your audio. It's just going to not sound
1: great. Okay. Uh, Starting now, I'm going to sound amazing.
0: All right, folks. I don't know if I'll do it, because it's so far into the podcast that it doesn't matter. But at (laughs) this point, uh, Miles' audio might have gotten better because we figured something out.
1: Sorry, everyone.
0: It definitely wasn't a simple mistake. We shouldn't have overlooked. Don't worry. Anyway. Yeah. So... uh, Pucci is talking about how he is the center of gravity which is really funny because a lot of villains have a complex where they think that they're the center of the universe and they're the most important thing and he's like literally that now just saying like that your whole family and all your adventures has just been like even though they've happened for hundreds of years they've been a curse on me and uh, yeah you can't touch me because uh, I'm I'm the opposite of a black hole I'm, I push
1: it all away. Um. And then, go ahead. It's really uh he, he's really um. He must feel a really strong affinity with Dio. Like for him to hate the Joe Stars this much after like only knowing one of them a little bit. Yeah,
0: I guess he's he's like yeah he really liked Dio and he's like you know I don't remember if Dio mentioned the Joe Stars to him. But if he did, then yeah, for him, he's like, it's, it's, he's so right. These people, they just keep fucking showing up. They're so annoying. And then, uh, then he goes and talks to his stand and he's like, hey, uh, just hit her in the vital, in the vital part. Stop trying to hit her limbs and stuff because, you know, she can end up having you, you know, double dip and accidentally fix her because she did it in the beginning. She had her hand fixed by having him punch it again. Uh, and at some point, he just punches Jolene right in the chest.
1: It, his hand This doesn't... is really tough to view.
0: <laughs> he doesn't go all the way through. It's not that classic JoJo death blow of you are now a bagel, a sesame bagel. Um, it, But it's it's close, and it goes into her chest, and then there's like a slow animation where we just see a bunch of blood shoot out of her, and it seems like her heart. Like this is it. Yeah, it really seems like this is it. Um and again I've read this manga 18 years ago or whatever the fuck 16, 17 years ago so I don't remember it but I I I remember some things and I was a little bit like wait a minute is this it this really does feel finalish uh and then she floats away uh cuz gravity's all fucked up
1: I legitimately thought was like oh okay so like Jotaro has to save the day now
0: yeah which Cause I was
1: like, cuz I was like I can't see a way she comes back from this
0: Right, which I would have mixed feelings about because I do like Taro, and it's fun to bring him back for this somewhat Dio type of storyline thingy, but also that would really suck. Yeah. Um, And then this weird thing happens where it kind of feels like Araki like ran out of time or ran out of panels in the manga and was like, shit, because I, I, I don't know the chapter structure, but if this was all like in one chapter... I wonder if he kind of chickened out of leaving people on a cliffhanger, thinking like the whole week or... I don't remember if JoJo was a monthly schedule at this point. I don't think so. But if was he like, shit, I don't want people to think that she's dead for a whole week. He's like, I don't want that. So he has Emporio get a text message, which might be the first text message in JoJo. We've, oh, that's interesting. We've seen computers and cell phones, but...
1: I don't know. It feels like they were would have been texting in part 4, but that was like too early.
0: Right, and it was written in like 92 even though it came it took place in 99. Right. Yeah, and in 2011 you absolutely should have been texting all the fucking time. Like half of these fights they'd lose cuz they were checking their phones or something. <laughs> um, but this was written in like 02. I think isn't there in part 5 I think the boss says something to them through a computer at some point? I could be wrong.
1: Yes. There's, There's something like some sort of computer messaging on a train.
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh, man, I love that. Anyway, um, so he gets this long text and you know it's it's the early 2000s or Jotaro is an old man because Jotaro signs his text. I mean, mm. I know that, you know, it's probably Emporio like who the fuck is this messaging me, but you would just say, hey, it's me. You know, hey, it's Jotaro Kujo. Jolene's dad. He's a dad. dad. Yeah, but instead it. he signs it like your mom in her first month of texting you.
1: <laughs>
0: and it's a long text where he's like I can sense that my daughter is in danger. He says I can sense that the my daughter and the priest have met, which his Joe Star sense is on another level because Jolene was confused by uh whether and uh Pucci being in the same place or something like that, but Jotaro can tell that there's two birth star Birthmark, Star People, meeting. Um, and he's like, "But don't worry, she's alive." And I want one of you to protect her. And but if this hap- it feels like
1: he gets this message five seconds after Jolene got punched. Right? Like, how does he know so? F- how does he know at all? And how does he know so fast? Yeah, it'd be one thing if he was like,
0: a f- like a, a twenty minutes later, half an hour later. It was like I sense that Jolene is in trouble. Like her like her her sense my sense of her is fading can you please take care of her but instead he's he knows that she met the villain and she's in danger but alive and then he's like can you guys take care of her tysm you know
1: and the other thing is the priest knows as well
0: yeah at some point they're like and pucci knows it too which i guess kind of makes sense cuz if he killed her then he shouldn't feel her presence anymore. Right. Uh, but Anasui is like, I'll protect Jolene. And the way to do that is to fucking kill the priest. And so he just is sort of letting himself get dragged up the side of the. Not the side. I don't know. He's having Diver Down carry him through the ground towards the visitor center. And then the funniest reveal to me is at the end, it tells you how much time is left until. Uh, the new moon because i don't remember what but it have the last two episodes taken place in 20 minutes is that i swore that it said 36 minutes and 38 36 hours 38 minutes like at the beginning of last episode or something oh i did not catch that it's just like i could see it what but yeah sitting there thinking about it i'm like huh yeah i guess so
1: anime time is weird
0: on march 21st at 10:35 a.m. Whoa, that's cool. Last week's episode was March 21st, which is pretty close to now. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, Miles, what? Uh Uh-huh. What? What do you think of this song, "Sea Moon" by a band called Wings?
1: I wanted to like it, but I don't like it. It doesn't go anywhere, does it? it doesn't and it's like the thing with paul like the thing i appreciate there's many things i appreciate about paul mccartney but one of them is that he is fine with pop music being really weird and like he's a big reason why like pop music can be really weird okay but the other thing about paul mccartney is like he's like A master of melody and this is not a very (laughs) melodic song it's just like weird (laughs) it's so this
0: song is from 1972 so probably early on the white people playing reggae or ska or apparently there's a genre between the two ska came first but there's a genre that that some people say this is which is rock steady Mm -hmm. not to be confused with the ninja turtle enemy or bebop the other genre by the way but It feels almost like he and his wife, Linda McCartney, who's like the other name from Wings, like they just discovered some like ska or reggae record and were like, we got to do a song like this. And then they just like came up with a demo, started a song and then forgot about it and then went, wait, you didn't put that on the album, did you? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it doesn't feel like a complete song to me. It's kind of corny. I don't really like it.
1: Yeah, me neither. Like, he, he's, he has some big misses, Paul McCartney.
0: For sure, man. I can't, like, what, I worked in retail, and we had a CD of Christmas songs, and they had that Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time song on there. It and,
1: might be the worst Christmas song.
0: It, it It's up there. It's it, it might be, yeah, it might be the worst. I heard it and was like, what a piece of shit. And I, I had to keep <laughs> hearing it. And then I, like, met people who unironically like it, and I felt like I was living in the twilight zone, you know? It's, it's like if you sent me a recording of, like, I don't even want to finish that sentence. It's just like if you sent me really bad torture audio and went, "Was like, isn't this great?" I'm like, "Are you crazy? Where do you live? What are you, what are you talking about?" Anyway, I don't have the highest opinion of post Beatles Paul McCartney, but I'm not much of an expert. I like Live and Let Die, the the Wings song live that and people. Let die is good. His do album
1: know. Ram is really great. One of my faves. Is that a solo? Mm-hmm. hmm Okay.
0: Uh, By the way, when I was looking up Wings, like after realizing that that's what the Seamoon song is, uh, apparently that band kind of ended when the band went into hiatus in part because Paul McCartney got arrested for having weed on him in Japan, I think.
1: Legalize it.
0: Yeah, it's kind of dumb. And also funny that this is a Japanese comic book. Do you know where the name Seamoon comes from for the Wings people? No. All right. To understand Sea Moon, Miles, we must go back to the song Wooly Bully by, uh-huh. by Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. Do you know the song wooly, okay. wooly Bully? No. Here, I'll sing the chorus for you. See if you get it. Ready?
1: Okay. Wooly Bully! Wooly Bully! Oh, maybe.
0: All right. Well, in that stupid fucking song... Uh, they say something like, we're going to the party. Don't be an L7. Do you get what's happening yet? Have you figured it out between L7 and Moon? <laughs> Miles has his head in his hand right now. I don't know if it's disappointment or real deep thought. It's real deep thought. Okay.
1: I don't think I get it.
0: So, Paul McCartney has said that it's like, yeah, in that song, Wooly Bully, they're like, don't be an L7 because that's a square like you put an L next to a 7 and that's like don't be a square man so we were like what if you put like a C next to a moon that's like a like what a bong rip thought of a name for a song oh yeah
1: totally it's so stupid
0: <laughs> um yeah and and the trajectory put of the
1: C next to the moon
0: <laughs> yeah just like wow that's that's great but it's a husband and wife couple i just need the gig i'll keep playing bass Nobody well, oh, no sorry. Paul he's McCartney he's in playing 72. It's true. Yeah. I'll just keep playing rhythm guitar. I don't know. Um, but I, I, I've been thinking about it and I can't remember all of the references, but it's like part four is killer queen and then other queen song references. Very strong queen songs uh, with uh, another one bites the dust and sheer heart attack. And then part five is King Crimson. Who I think most people only really know the one record, but it's extremely solid, very, um, also kind of maximalist and loud and kind of scary. Um, and then you have White Snake, which is like, okay, that is like a pretty good song for power metal, or not power metal, like hair metal in the 80s. That's fine. It's kind of corny for like this ultimate successor of Dio. And then Sea Moon, this like not even B-side track from the
1: Not Beatles. I don't know, man. This is, I can see Araki liking that song, though. What are they doing? I, it's what a weird guy.
0: Just, just real, real strange decisions all around. What did you think of the episode?
1: I really liked it. It's pretty good. I thought it, I think it's a cool, like, I don't get the power. I think it's a cool power. And I legitimately was worried about Jolene. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of not excited for whatever ass pull they do to, to keep her alive. Yeah. But at the same time, I am excited. Yeah, it's like the one obvious
0: thing I could think of is if she used threads to make like a fake heart in her chest, and then this thing just inverted the threads that she really pulled from a different part of her body or something. I don't know. Um, But it's going to be interesting um but yeah it feels it's the the power it's like sometimes the things it does it's like or it feels like it's multiple powers again but at its concept like it creates like an opposite gravity field and can generate little anti-gravity fields that's kind of simple in a way it's not as simple as fire but it's on par with a time stand i think
1: in terms of power
0: in terms of like its complexity, it's not as simple yeah. as I hit hard, I'm an element, but it's not so mind-bending that you're like, well, what the fuck are you even talking about?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Here's a by the way, just how Araki understands music. Uh, I looked up a bunch of the author's notes that I missed, and um, I'll have you read it, Miles. Okay. Because I how found what. Wa- I'll just send it on Skype. The other other ones I found are more about if we're just like annoyed at his idea of fate, Um, but this one I just think is a funny musical stand, funny musical reference. So this is Araki's comment from the opening of the fourteenth volume of Stone Ocean.
1: The other day I bought five CDs. All of them were Western music, but their genres varied from jazz to rock to R and B, and the artists were all different as well. However, a close look revealed that all five of them were produced by the same person, a man named Antonio L.A. Reed. What were the chances of that happening? Like getting a royal flush in a game of poker or winning the lotto six? I considered it a miracle. <laughs> I felt a revelation. It's, it's not that much of a miracle. <laughs> right? Like,
0: <laughs> isn't it just like, uh, I don't know, he's like co-owner of a record label? And probably gets to put his name on a lot of productions. <laughs> like
1: Yeah. Or he's like like it's it's not inconceivable that he's just like really talented.
0: Yeah, I mean <laughs> he, he I think he co-founded a record actually with former JoJo reference Babyface, uh as well. Um but yeah, there's producers like that. Um definitely a bunch Rick of Rick Rubin. G- Rick Rubin, uh who's that Swedish guy that produced like all of like the dumb like i'm a slutty 2000s girl music that sounded rude but you know what i mean like yeah,
1: i liked whoever he was but yes i don't know his name
0: yeah and like i think the same same guy did a bunch of boy like it's pretty common that one person does a bunch of records i get if they were so so different like if the jazz was like really out there fucking jazz and stuff but i get the feeling it was probably all pop music that had like a slightly different Shane to it but the, the idea that it's a revelation is like jesus haraki how low <laughs> stakes is your life i hope he didn't have kids by this point you know what i mean you're supposed to be like that's your miracle not i bought a bunch of cds and the same guy had his name on him come on man maybe
1: maybe people s- stick to their lanes in japan or something you know
0: yeah like it's really specific it's really individualized Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it's a cultural thing, and I'm being a bully for no reason. Yeah, take it easy. Um, yeah, there's some other author's notes, but we'll save them for another time. Uh, yeah, it's a shame Jack, you couldn't really join us on this episode. Uh, but uh, our baby just gets fussy around this time of night, and that sucks. Miles, we should also maybe talk about seeing if we could record at different times, because I know. Yeah, that's fine. You also have a kid, but the last time we talked about this new schedule, the kid was a very little kid, and so I assume things are different.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) Okay, cool. (laughs) Are pretty different.
0: (laughs) We'll figure it out. Uh, But yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, uh, I don't have any stray thoughts about this episode other than it's pretty. gnarly. thoughts. It's pretty gnarly, everyone. Yeah, sorry. It's pretty gnarly, and uh, I'm glad we didn't have to see any bodies flip inside out uh it's still shocking to me that this isn't like the second to last episode that we still have like five more to go or whatever it is wait five six seven, eight. wow not I'm that i'm getting
1: many. excited about joe taro though
0: yeah i'd like to see him in whatever progressively lamer outfit he's wearing now yeah thanks for listening again if you want to support us that would be nice you go to patreon.com jjbpod You can hit us up on Twitter. We are at JJBpod there. Uh, We have a Discord that was started by a nice listener. The link to join that is in the description of this episode. And again, any longer form thoughts, if you want to explain to me how this gravity ass stand works, write to JoJo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. That'll also write to Miles and Jackie, not just me. I need to use more collective pronouns.
1: Yeah. Us, not I.
0: Yeah, not me, us. I think that was Diane uh, Ross. That's more that. catchy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm ripping it off. Uh yeah, thanks everybody. Uh I don't really have a catchy end phrase at this point. Um just uh don't touch a cosmic mystery. You know, leave it alone. I don't like it. All right. See ya. Talk to you next Bye. week. Bye.